بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اتي الله اتي الرسول اول الامر منكم and always a reminder for myself and ablakul ajisa daif wa miskeen wa zalim wa jahad but for the grace of Allah that we're still in existence in the holy month of safar and the opening of divine cave the cave of rahmah and mercy which Allah said that enter into this cave and I protect you from difficulty and shower you from Divinely Rahmah. InshaAllah we read from Surah Al-Kahf, we start at verse 9 that these are a description of these rijal and this surah gives the character, the adab and the reality of this way and this path into the heart of Sayyidina Muhammad Aji Shahid we can recite Surat Kaf uh, verse 9. <laughs> Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Am hasibta anna sahaba al-kahfi wal-raqim directing us that to run to this cave and that by running into this cave they retreated into the cave and Allah's promise for them is to grant from ourselves a mercy and prepare for us our affairs in rightly guidance. To become rushed and to become ripened in Divinely realities that only the sun and the source of light can dress upon the soul. And Allah's next verse that they're entering in, we're running from shaitan, run from all that this dunya will call us to worship. Means that now we know that these are times of 
of immense testing. That as much as somebody believes, their belief is going to become much more difficult. In the time of Dajjal and what Prophet described for us and that's why it's re highly recommended to recite Surat Al-Kahf and Jummah. And they say that this is a protection, the hadith that this is a protection against Dajjal, more important is than to be from Ashab Al-Kahf and to ask to be in that reality for it's an immense protection against the fitna of Dajjal and everything about Dajjal is to take faith away so that they, they worship other than Allah, that they believe that they can be saved by other than Allah. Means the immensity of fitna that will be brought by Dajjal is not something can be imagined. That is everyone is sick Dajjal comes to heal and says that, if you come to me I will heal you. You don't need to believe in anything above, you don't need to believe in any creator or anything, just come to me I will heal you. Come to me I will give you wealth, come to me I will feed you because of the amount of fitna that will be onto the earth that how much people will be in difficulty and Dajjal will be offering them a means in which to receive their health, their wealth, their sustenance and food. And this Allah is giving a permission for this to happen. So we can see that how we're entering into that testing phase where Allah inspiring within your faith that there's nothing that can help you through these difficulties except by Allah and then everybody is running in different directions thinking, no this will help, that will help, this will help, these, take three of these, these will help. And we see how confused that, that fitna can be and it's only going to be intensifying. That's why it's important at every step of the way to believe and to believe firmly because Allah Ya Yuhalladina Amanu Amanu, the belief will be tested again to go deeper and deeper and deeper. Deeper as in the roots of your faith to be so deep like an evergreen tree that the faith is so strong that you blossom from the outside as an evergreen, evergreen like a e eternal, you're not withering. Your energy, your force from Allah is very strong and you're not withering away and it's rooted deep with immense faith. So Allah is asking that and describing from these youth and all these qissas and stories are placeholders for the Muhammadan reality. That the position of seven sleepers and one guardian and the reality of that is not a dog but it's in the sense of an obedience and a lion from Allah That these are seven eternal stations of souls and saintly darajat in which Allah describes them. They entered into the cave, Allah sealed their hearing and then the next ayat of Kareem describes how their movement was based on the sun. The sun shined on this way, they moved. The, shi the sun shined on them another way, they moved to show the immense reality of the isharat and the guidance that coming to them. 
that what they want because so many understandings and haqqaiqs in this holy verses and this holy surah for the way of tariqah, the way of marifah. What Allah is then giving of an isharat that when you follow this guidance, leave what shaitan is asking you to worship. That you have to know that anything coming from shaitan is a, is a disaster upon you and run to Allah and to Allah's servants whom He has inspired every remedy and every, every relief from every difficulty to keep their company, to keep the company of Ashab al-Kaf, to be from the people who represent the Muhammadan heart upon this earth. Then Allah described that when they enter into that cave they sealed their hearing. And we talked last year about that and every year is more and more important in understanding that this way of marifah and this way of opening the heart has a significant importance upon the hearing. Our way is we hear and we obey and everything is, is, is grabbing for our ears. Everyone is asking to speak into our ears and Allah is, is giving for us an understanding because Allah every word that Allah is giving to us must have immense realities. So that we know when the people of tafakkur when they begin to train, your ears are the door to your soul. When you sit to do your tafakkur you have to seal your ears from the waswas of what shaitan is trying to do, come do this work, come do this, come then they can't sit for more than five minutes because of the waswas. So we said then you have to play salawats in your ears, you have to play Qur'an in your ears so that you block the waswas. And the power of, of these salawats that Allah is, is giving to awliyaullah when they're teaching is that when you seal the ear with these salawats you're sealing it from shaitan not to enter. But as a result the soul will be pulled by these salawats and the soul will be free. You seal the physical body from the attack of shaitan so that the soul is free to leave the body. And when that soul is able to leave the body even for an instant this becomes the reality of the khashf and all the tajallis and the hal that the servant can enter into when they train on how to close off their hearing. That they sit and they listen to their salawats and they make their connection. The stronger they have the ability to seal themselves, where they block off waswas, they hear their salawats and they're able to connect with the shaykh. That's going to give them the power of how much they can reach into that tafakkur how much they can reach into that reality. So then that becomes the training and then Allah is, is directing us, Prophet directing us, awliyaullah teaching to us then everything is after your ears. If you truly understood that you'd be careful who you talk to. Everyone is vying for access to your ears. Why?
because only a few carry the truth and the rest are agents for the nafs, for bad character, for bad energies. We said before 99% of people have given themselves to bad desires, bad energies, bad creatures. That 99% is not leaving humanity alone, means that every moment they're trying to get the ears of those whom believe through every medium of television, of radio, of shows, of relatives, of friends, everyone by the push of shaitan is coming for the ears of the believer. So then this is just contemplating that Allah is giving us a sign they're running from the evilness of shaitan trying to get them to worship the satanic kingdom and their faith and belief in Allah that they have to run to keep their faith, Ya Rabbi we have to run just to keep our faith, we want to enter into this cave. And by entering into this cave Ya Rabbi perchance your rahmah will dress us and that you set our affairs means you block everything, sustain us, maintain us so that we can keep the state of faith until the moment that we have to depart from this earth and enter into the heavenly realm. And for the Dajjalic understanding is that everything is coming for the ears of people. The shaykhs will say one thing and ten people will tell you something different within your ear until your mind is trying to analyze it. Said if it entered into your mind you already lost your faith on that issue. If your mind is trying to rationalize, oh but like this and what about like this and what about like that, your mind already is, is grabbed and has taken that issue. This way of faith is that it has to be within the heart that Samina wa tana, I heard it, I believe it, as a result it's your belief. It's not the shaykh's belief that you're going to get. The shaykh has his own belief, they're merely like a microphone, they convey what needs to be conveyed. Some people say it's so it's only his personal opinion, this is like this, yeah, this is all the rational mind trying to understand the communication that's coming. And the communication that comes is a guidance, whom takes it, takes it. The one whom successful in their faith they take it, they bring it in within themselves and they lock it into the heart. And as a result of that Allah rewards that servant's faith. That's when we tried to talk the other nights before, it's not the shaykh's faith that you're inheriting and that you have to be sort of convincing yourself. In ten people everyone will have a different level of belief. The one next to you may have such a strong belief that whatever the shaykh is saying the person is believing, not only hearing it, believing it. And they take all the internal external actions based on that belief and Allah opens for that servant where no eyes have seen and no heart has… no ears have ever heard. And that faith is what will direct them through every type of difficulty. But when people are not getting it then they're not passing all of these. They're trying to hear these things, rationalize it, 
maybe that was for him, maybe for her, maybe for this. And that becomes then the difficulty of faith, that becomes the difficulty of how shaitan and, and dajjal and the dajjal system is geared to break the faith of people in which they want assurities and there is no assurity. They want security and there is no security. Everything that people want of something tangible proof that's not faith. And that's why these days of difficulty require so much based on faith that people believe it, they put it into their heart and they live and die by that faith. And Allah makes that faith to become real for them. They see what Allah wants them to see, their heart opens, they feel what Allah wants them to feel. They live from a world of light and all the guidance in the world of light. And that becomes the importance of the character of a Sahab al-Kahf because Allah wants to open this in the opening of entering into the cave because later we'll go in verse 60 into the qissa of Sayyidina Fidda and Sayyidina Musa which is Allah's heavenly adab. Not tariqah adabs, it's not the people wrote this adab but Allah wrote this adab of how to, to accompany these rijal, these people whom are taught by Allah who they taught they attained the rahmah and Allah taught them ilm al-laduni. Means they attained the rahmah because these Ashab al-Kaf are asking for a rahmah. They're asking that when we enter into this cave and running from shaitan in everything that we do. So every day we enter into the cave, every day we're asking, Ya Rabbi please protect us from this disbelief and from this absurdity that people spread and keep us within your rahmah. What's the rahmah? It's the light of Sayyidina Muhammad That's why the, the awrads and the salawats and all these practices and the mafil and all of, all of these are signs of the love of Prophet you'll be with whom you love. So they encourage us to build that love so that that rahmah, the presence and the light of Prophet is always with us, always with ourselves, our family and our community. For a moment outside of that light is a immense oceans of difficulty. We fill ourselves with the Muhammadan light by our salawats, our darood and our character. The adab and the character of our following and guidance and everything that they're teaching it builds the good akhlaq that the light of Prophet stays within the servant accompanies that servant and everywhere they move, they move with that rahmah because everywhere is around is, is in an ocean of difficulty. So Allah puts the shield of the cave all around them, they take that cave with them, you'll be with whom you love. Doesn't have to be at this time a particular location or Allah ordered everybody into the cave during the pandemic. That Allah granted a particular location which people would retreat into their homes and showered them from that mercy and that rahmah. But now when everything is open the cave is something that they take with them, you'll be with whom you love. If your love is for Sayyidina Muhammad and you show it in every way that you possibly can then you have to know that cave is with you, that protection is with you. 
And as a result that's why then it begins to teach the adab and the manners of this cave. That if this light is dressing you, blessing you, then this is the protection and the light and the love that Allah wants to dress the servant and to settle their affairs during all of this satanic understandings and difficulties and, and hardships that are entering upon this earth. We said the seven Ashab al-Kaf, they are placeholders for the real Muhammadan representative. Everything in creation its highest point is the Sultan, Sultanate of Sayyidina Muhammad so like a corporation for people to understand. Means the head, the king or a kingdom, the king is Sayyidina Muhammad and everybody that came onto this earth was merely a representative of the king and not the king themselves but merely a representative. So every Prophet had an agency within the prophecy of Sayyidina Muhammad And every qasa and every story is, is a placeholder for the Muhammadan reality. So it means that the seven in the cave and the one that guards then has an immense reality upon the Muhammadan kingdom. In which Allah describes that the Muhammadan kingdom is based on wajik al-kareem, a Divinely Face that everything perishes but that Divinely Face. And it has seven attributes and as a result there are seven souls, seven station of awliyaullah that reside on that haqqaiq and that reality. And each of their souls represent one of Allah's attributes upon this earth. And their light Allah describes in Surah Al-Kahf that they take their direction from the Muhammadan light. That the light shines upon them for all of its isharats and all its guidance and they are moving within the guidance of the Muhammadan light. So these are the seven of the highest lights and this is the reality of those seven and for the time of Sayyidina Mahdi salam then it becomes Imam Mahdi, Shamat al-Fardani, Abdul Rauf Yamani, Yusuf al-Siddiq, Imam al-Arifeen, Isana Mutaqalimeen, Arif Tayyad Marufa bin Murhan, Burhan al-Karamna, Bawt al-Anam. Means these seven and Sayyidina Mahdi salam they represent these maqams. And they take from the essences of Allah and they represent the Divinely Face. They represent seven diamonds upon this earth in which there are tajallis and jewels from Divinely Presence and has immense realities. And they're all Naqshbandi and Mawlana Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq who held the stone of that reality for seven years being dressed by its tajallis and its blessings because they carry siddiqiyya realities and haqqaiqs. So every year for each one of their realities that he would be eternally dressing these awliyaullah from that reality. So means that that immensity of these ashab al-kaf and what they represent under the Muhammadan kingdom is the highest. 
And that's why Sayyidina Mahdi is the lion of Allah that guards the cave to the heart of Sayyidina Muhammad eternally, this is an eternal position. So means the lion of Allah that guards that cave and that within the cave reside the seven eternal maqams of souls that are in the highest level of realities dressed by the attributes, essences of Allah and those essences represent the Divinely face that never perishes. So means that this cave has an immense power, immense reality that, that the souls that, that operate within that reality they're like diamonds upon this earth, they are a source of power that emanate and a source of power for the earth, their souls. So it means the immensity of these lights, the immensity of these blessings. So it's not something small, it's an immense power, an immense reality, immense jewels from the Divinely Presence. When we're asking to enter into these lights, enter into these blessings and to be dressed by these blessings and by these characteristics that Allah wants for us in these oceans of of immense power, uh, Bahrul Hayat, Bahrul Qudra, the, the oceans of, of grandeur and Hayba, the oceans of Hayba and majestic might and power emanate on this month and that is the, the power that dresses this earth. That is an immense blessing that Allah to ask is the, to be dressed by its realities, to be dressed by these souls by dressed by the Divinely face and all that this represents. And when Allah is describing this cave for the sleepers that they're entering into this reality, and the immensity of this reality you would have seen the sun rose over them passing away. And these are the signs of Allah in Surah Al-Kahf verse 17, He whom Allah guides is rightly guided and he whom Allah leaves astray he will not find for him waliyun murshidun. Means that this reality of this teaching is that when Allah wants to guide at these levels of reality they are not normal understandings, these are not common people understandings. These are when Allah wants to guide a servant He sends them the guidance and whom Allah doesn't guide they don't have waliyun murshidun. So Allah is saying in Surah Al-Kahf which is the way of tariqah, waliyun murshidun that not only they're wali and of a saintly nature because Allah has to be dressing their attributes. They have to represent Hadith al-Qudsi that they are my hearing, they are my seeing, they are my hands, they are my feet, they're the breath in which I breathe. Allah's Qudsi Hadith of Prophet must be dressing a servant to make them saintly and murshidun. That not only that but they are also been given the isharat to guide. 
that they guide through their light, they guide through their tongue, they guide through every bit of their characteristic through the world of light. Their guidance is not that people listen to them, make an understanding, say, sounds logical and come. But Allah's guidance and through this reality is through light. That if they see the face of these servants, the light that emanate from them will grab them. And the light comes out from them and literally grabs people and brings them in to the oceans of guidance. So they guide through the reality of their soul. They reach the servant in the oceans of malakut and guide them in the oceans of light. As a result that is the real guidance from Allah not the chattering and talking and, and people coming with you know through hearing. But this is a guidance through the world of light that Allah when He opens from that and that's why it's in this surah that these souls that represent the seven, when these seven souls are dressing a servant, they're dressing the eyes of the servant, they're dressing the ears of the servant, they dress the breath of the servant, they dress the tongue of the servant, grant them lisan as-siddiqul aliyyah that they've been granted the truthful tongue most high. As a result all their attributes of their face are guided and dressed by these awliyaullah and their madad and support upon that face. And as a result when that face speaks it brings out light and guidance and pulls the souls of people back into the oceans of Allah's Divinely guidance. We pray that Allah open the realities of the immensities of the month of Safar and the oceans of, uh, of immense grandeur and blessing. Subhanahu man alim al hakim that throughout this holy surah is the secrets of divinely ilm and knowledge and knowledge with wisdom whom Allah grants in knowledge and grants them wisdom has been granted Allah's greatest gift. Because knowledge without a hikmah you just say random things that are inappropriate and not for the right audience and that knowledge can be something very difficult and, and very bad because you harm people with the knowledge. But alim and hakim is that Allah will give them a hikmah that they are balanced servants. Allah dresses them from an ancient ayn. Because they are from the abd of Allah they're from the servants of Allah They were trained as rijal and higher than rijal are abdullah and that's why we say ibadul rahman because they are under the arsh rahman and they are under the authority of ar-Rahman al-Arsh the king who operates and governs Sifat ar-Rahman these awliya are his servants. And they serve that reality as a result Allah make them to be Abdullah wa Ibadul Rahman. As a result of these ancient knowledges Allah balanced their demeanour with hikmah and wisdom, when to speak, when not to speak and to what level to speak inshaAllah so that people are not harmed by the knowledge and it's okay to be confused by the knowledge because this is for the soul and not for the head. Subhana rabbika rabbal izzati amma yasifoon wa salaamun al mursaleen alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa hurmati Muhammad al-Mustafa wa basira surat al-Fatiha.
click the link now to subscribe.